So we're heading into the October bank holiday weekend and also school midterm. And it's a time of year when families might consider taking some days away together. Um, so given that we now know there are 62,000 holiday homes in Ireland, apparently according to the census in 2016, I thought this week would be a good time to investigate the pros and cons of buying a holiday home. And obviously, if you're currently considering it, then you're going to be very interested in my conversation with Gail Coleman, my great friend, who's kind enough to share her thoughts and her experiences of owning a holiday home in Ireland. And we're talking about what made you do it and would you do it again? And all the lovely times you've had and all the lessons that you've learned. So, Gail, thank you so much for joining us. Quite a pleasure. <laughs> and, Gail, firstly, I'd love to ask you, what made you buy a holiday home? What, what, what was the motivating factor? Well, initially, we had four small kids and we had a dog. So, um, trying to go away on holidays in Ireland and bring a dog was nearly impossible. Ah, um, and then travelling with four small kids was expensive. So um, we loved Connemara and uh, we'd gone up there a few times. And then we saw a house that we fell in love with and it'd been on the, it had been on the market for a while. So um, we put a bid in and it went our way and um, we bought it. Okay, so from what you say, it sounds like quite a important part of that decision was the dog going on holidays with the dog huge decision because right in the summer when the kids were small and you have nine weeks off mm -hmm. um to go away you know to mallorca or spain or france or somewhere for the summer and go for your six weeks you can't do that if you have a dog realistically mm. um so it was definitely a big factor for us that's so funny because when I was uh, thinking about this earlier and I was thinking what might be the motivating factors to buy a holiday home, I was thinking maybe an investment, maybe sociable, there's a bit of a scene your friends have it, or maybe you just absolutely love the area, which is true in this case, but I certainly didn't think of a dog. A dog. No. Yeah, we see a dog is such a tie. Yeah. Um, a good tie, mm. but it definitely is a factor every time you go away, if you're not bringing them, you have to book nearly three or four months in advance mm -hmm. to get them minded and if it's bank holidays or june july mm -hmm. uh, it's it's so difficult and expensive to get your dogs minded okay had you been going on holidays in this area before you bought there yes we've gone a couple of summers and the funny thing is we had gone up in the summer of 2000 mm -hmm. and we'd gone for two weeks and we had Two weeks of glorious sunshine, mm. no wind in the west, which is just unheard of. And we were on the beach every single day and uh, thought that this was the way it was going to be forevermore. <laughs> and was that the summer you did the deal? No, we did it in 2002. Okay. So a couple of summers later. But uh, that was the summer that sold us Connemara, I suppose. And had you any other friends? Was there any kind of a 
social scene there or was it just you, the land, the house, the dog, the family? Were they the key ingredients? No, we had good friends up there as well. And in fact, that summer, the two summers we were up there, we met a lot of people, local and Dublin, mm-hmm. um, who were up there for the summer. So no, having good friends up there was definitely a big factor. So when you bought the house, when you did the deal, were you nervous? Were you uncertain or were you pretty sure no we're doing this we're in love with this house we've got the money it serves a need that we have as a family and we're likely to have over the next few years and were you both on the same page both unequivocal full steam ahead yep definitely uh naively or not Mm -hmm. um we were thrilled with it and um no didn't think about the consequences of the finances or anything um in hindsight, of course, we bought in a rising market, mm-hmm. uh, so the value today is probably similar to what we paid. Mm-hmm. Um, but having said that, uh, we've had a fantastic 16 years up there, um, so I wouldn't change it from that point of view. Um, what were your hopes when you bought it? What You were obviously buying yourself certainty you didn't have to think every summer about where you were going on holidays yeah you knew uh, the dog could come too dog could come too we love the way of life up there you get out of dublin and um, it's a completely different pace um, everything is just slows down fabulous long walks on the beach the kids were out of dublin for a period of time um great just outdoor lifestyle you know they did an awful lot up in killery walks and everything um that we were no we were completely thrilled and um did it mean you actually took longer holidays then you know if beforehand you were booking a house say for two weeks then you'd be back to dublin when you had bought the house and when you owned the house did it mean you actually went for longer yes two weeks? definitely yeah when the kids were small yeah and so how much longer? Oh, uh, the first few years, probably six weeks. Right, great. Um, and then uh, then as the kids got older, obviously hitting teenage, uh, they didn't want to be up there for so long. Uh, so then the, the holidays were getting shorter and shorter. And then there were times we weren't even getting up there, mm-hmm. uh, which ended up being a, a bit of a disaster because you're feeling guilty that it's up there empty. Sure. Well, maybe we might come on to that again, the downsides. But um, so from what I'm hearing, it sounds like the holiday home served a lot of, met a lot of your needs, but in addition, had an extra magic to it in that it made you go on holidays for longer. And as such, that also holds the family unit together for a longer and more in a, in a different way than it would have been held if you're back in Dublin in another routine. So this... I do think there's a bit of magic that comes into the equation. Definitely. And also friends came up to stay. Right. So Who you wouldn't normally have had that close connection with, perhaps. Or as long a time with them. Yes, exactly. Like you wouldn't be having coffee in your pyjamas in the morning. You might have been meeting for days at the beach, but it's a different level of engagement with your Completely. And you have nothing else on your agenda that day bar, you know, going for a walk, going for a swim on the beach, having something ready for dinner, um, even down to, you know, getting local fish from fishermen and, and mm-hmm. cooking it. And, and, you know, as a family, the kids being part of it, mm-hmm. you know, and, and gutting and 
barbecuing and and even lobster cooking and and them experimenting with mm-hmm. it. Um, so no, definitely, it was. Um, I think that is the magic. So when you bought it, did you have any fears? You were certainly full steam ahead. You weren't not going to do it, but were you scared of anything? No, as I say, probably naively, no, um, because we had we had weighed up buying in Mallorca or buying in, in Ireland and predominantly because of the kids being young and the dog, we decided we'd get much more value out mm-hmm. of buying in Ireland. Mm. Um, and from that point of view, I still would say definitely it's been to our advantage because at least if there's any issues with the house, you're only a two and a half, three hour drive away. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you buy abroad, you're relying on someone else being a caretaker mm-hmm. and you've no control, you know, on if things have to be fixed on the cost of it or anything. So you're you're much more kind of out of control. Yeah. But that's interesting you should say you're only a two and a half to three hour drive and I'm thinking, how does Gail get to Connemara? Because I do think that that's perhaps one of the downsides of Connemara in that it's probably a three and a half to a four hour drive I would think more. Well it's two hours to Galway and then it's an hour and ten yeah. from, from Galway okay. to, to the house um, but yes well, it used to be five hours so we yeah. think it's um, yeah. we think it's a doddle now but that's why you need a minimum of two nights down there Okay. to yeah. go down for one night is, is too short you are tired driving um, did you find yourself when you bought it going away for more than summer? Would you go away at midterm or at Christmas? Would oh, you absolutely. Easter, mm-hmm. New Year, um, midterms. Um, we'd been down there all the time when the kids were young. Okay, so it sounds like it's definitely emerging as a theme. A young family and a second home are a very nice combination. Absolutely. So what happened then when you weren't there? What, what did you have to have in place? Or a storm Ophelia or a storm whatever when the weather was bad did you have contact with a local person did you rent it out what what were the arrangements when you were not at the house we had a, we have a caretaker mm-hmm. and she will um bomb up and down she'll check it once a week depending if there's a storm she'll go and check it the next day um and does she live locally yeah, within she lives 15 minutes or five minutes five, right yeah uh, and she manages actually a few houses in the area, mm-hmm. holiday homes. So she'll keep an eye on it. If and you'd pay her monthly or yearly? I or... pay her actually three times a year. Mm-hmm. We now rent it as well, so she gets separate payment for when it's rented. Um, but I pay her three times a year. And within that, she'll turn off the water when the weather gets bad mm-hmm. or um, the odd time the radiators would have to be drained, depending on your insurance policies. Mm-hmm. Um, so she's a godsend. You definitely have to have somebody who can keep an eye on it. And how did you find her? Through friends who were up there uh, who introduced us. Okay, so having that network established made the owning of the house much easier. Mm. Yeah, definitely. So then when it came to the rental, was there a case that, oh God, I've got to go down and clean the house for the start of the rental season? Or was that something... Did you have to do any work to the house in order to make it ready for rental or not? Um, at the time, no. It, it kind of happened because suddenly the kids didn't want to come down for as long a period of time. So the house was empty for longer. So then we decided we'd put it on one of these websites like Airbnb, mm-hmm. Home Away, 
um, and rented out. And because we weren't in the house long, everything was still quite new and in good condition. Right. Um, one of the big advantages actually of renting in now is that or any rent you get, if you keep upkeep the house, so for example, last year we put in a new bathroom downstairs, you can write that the cost of that off your rent before tax. Mm -hmm. So it makes it very worthwhile improving mm -hmm. the house mm -hmm. and, and keeping it. So the rent justifies maintaining the house, yes. which has been fantastic. So now, on average, it would be rented probably 10 weeks of the year, okay. uh, which means it's lived in more, so it doesn't get a musty yeah. feel. It doesn't take so long to heat up when you go up mm -hmm. there. and um, So it feels less like a holiday home, really. Mm -hmm. um, so the rental actually has been fantastic. Interesting. It's a bit like when you have friends come over for dinner, the things you do to your house just to get it ready for your friends that you wouldn't necessarily do to get ready for your own self and it's perhaps like that for the holiday home you know, that leaky thing you yeah. live with totally. for a couple of summers you can't let that leaky no, thing you can't yeah mm -hmm. and you have to get the boiler serviced you you know you have to make sure there's oil in the tank and um, the windows have to be cleaned now actually funnily enough in some ways that's a bit of a disadvantage because mm -hmm. when you go up for your holidays now for two weeks mm -hmm. A lot of the time, you're looking at what has to be done. Okay. And doing okay. what has to be done. Oh, okay. So you don't have the same time to switch off because it is your home and, and it is a rental home. Okay. So. so it's also your business to some extent exactly. as well. Yeah. And you're, you have to maintain it. Whereas if you rent and you go on holidays, if the dishwasher stops working, you just ring the landlady. Whereas we'd have to sort all that. So... So you, it is kind of a working holiday mm -hmm. as well. So at this stage now that your family have got the best youngest years out of it, let's say the age from one to 15, let's say, or one to 16. Yeah. Um, is this a time you think it might make sense to sell that house or do you think? Um... Oh, definitely not. Uh, no. Funnily enough, um, the gap period where the kids were teenagers not wanting to come up is now past and now they're all driving ah. and they're bombing up with their friends for weekends okay. and heading up. So actually they're using it probably more now uh, than it's been used in years by them. So it's great because now they value, I suppose, the long walks and the beach beside mm -hmm. and the solitude and mm -hmm. being able to light a fire and mm -hmm. sit in and watch a movie. Um, and I think also with the whole housing situation in, in Ireland at mm -hmm. the moment, um, to be able to get your own space as a young person, mm -hmm. even for a long weekend, mm -hmm. is lovely and mm -hmm. it's very valuable now. Mm. Very good point. OK, so there was really only a small period of time, really, where the house may not have been fully part of the family movement. And yeah, but then remember, because we had four kids, those teenage years are spread over yeah. probably really seven or eight years. But literally within a year or two of it not getting much use, we rented it, put it on and, and it pretty much has been rented out. Summers, uh, Christmas and Easter really are the main times. OK, so are you finding then that you have to decide when you're going on your holidays? You know, one of the 
perks I would have thought of having a second home is that you can whiz up and down if you feel moved. Now, I know that's always the theory and in practice, people don't tend to do a lot of whizzing. But does this now mean because it's rented that you have to be quite businesslike about when you're booking your holidays yourself down there? And Oh, totally. Like I've blocked off two weeks for us for next summer already on the calendar. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of times I used to leave it that I would take the weeks that people didn't choose mm-hmm. but now I I would take the, the kind of the two weeks that I want um but we're now getting to a stage where we can bomb up for weekends mm-hmm. because we're nearly through school and suddenly you have that flexibility once right. they're finished school so you can kind of go up at different weekends stuff but equally we love the sun in the summer so we're quite happy to go away for the two weeks mm-hmm. to the sun and then come back and use Connemara whenever it's free after that. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. It's it's so curious to see how the house uh, serves the needs and stages of a family. It's kind of wonderful. Isn't it's it? amazing. It's, yeah. If someone, if one of your one of your children or one of your friends today was thinking about buying a house in Connemara, what would you say to them? Um, I would say that we have had fantastic times up there emotionally as a family unit we've had amazing holidays Mm -hmm. um financially it probably hasn't been a good investment for us in that it hasn't made money but Um, that was never its plan but it was no but that's not what Mm -hmm. a holiday home is for um but just with our timing and that we bought pre-celtic tiger and, and and then everything just nosedived um but I think when you have capital locked up for such a long period of time, equally you could be going on holidays for that amount of money. If your holiday home is two, three hundred thousand, you could stay in an awful lot of nice hotels mm. for fifteen years. Mm-hmm. Um, but the the advantage of the holiday home is you've the freedom to go up when you want and mm-hmm. leave when you want. You know, you don't have a 10 o'clock check-in and an 11 o'clock check-out. Yes. You, you can go You can go from a Thursday to a Sunday. You can go from a Monday to a Friday. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. That, that's the flexibility of it. But um, I think if you're going to get the use out of it, um, certainly, and, and look beyond your immediate mm-hmm. needs, mm-hmm. Um, I think definitely it's a fantastic thing to have. Mm. Uh, and... It, I would also have thought that a holiday home allows a holiday window or a holiday door to be open in your head all year round. That isn't always there if you don't have that option. It just is an option that's always present. And whether or not you avail of it, I think just knowing you can is Is a mini holiday in itself just by the option of having it there yeah no definitely there is also the little bit of guilt though where you're thinking okay should you be up there so it's it, it is kind of debit. Catch 22 mm. yeah, yeah yeah well that was the another question that if you own a house in ireland that's a holiday home do you feel like you need to go there do you feel like you say you go to the sun in the summer fair enough but are there other times when you feel like well i can't really go down to Kinsale or i can't go to waterford because i have this house now and i should go that house i think in the early days we definitely did when the kids were small we just went to connemara but as uh, time went on um 
and we started renting it, your guilt is dramatically reduced because okay. somebody's using it. And mm-hmm. if they're not using it all the time, it's been used way more than we had ever used it. Mm-hmm. So you don't have the same guilt. Okay, so that that, that guilt has been addressed to definitely. some extent. Yeah, definitely. And any thoughts on how far an ideal holiday, how, what's the ideal distance for a holiday home or even a mobile home? I know we haven't talked about mobile homes, but I, my feeling about mobile homes from the Dublin population is that they tend to be closer to Dublin. People who buy them tend to buy them a little bit closer like Wexford or Leytown or British or Portran. I I think definitely if you buy in a mobile park and you're on the east coast you're an hour an hour and 15 even Wexford two hours away Mm -hmm. it's far more I think you would get far more use out of it Mm -hmm. because I think on a Friday evening you can drive down Mm -hmm. you can come back on a Sunday and it doesn't cost you a thought I think when you're going to the west coast definitely you you need that extra day mm. but it's it's much more commutable mm. at uh, the east coast whereas i think you have the beautiful scenery on the west coast and you know it's very very different um, but i think more people probably would go on the east coast mm-hmm. in, in, in the mobile parks you tend to have a tennis court you tend to have golf some services mm-hmm. and the services and that can make a big difference and then there's an awful lot of kids around so your own children have friends and stuff whereas you don't have that same facility in Connemara in that most places you have to drive to yes yeah and I do think that that must be a wonderful the dog is joining in the podcast here for a moment and um, I think that must be a great uh ease for parents having a mobile home yeah because there's already something to do your little person is going to be up and out the door to play with that little person and it's all totally safe and grand and they have their own agenda going and also you've got a ready supply of babysitters then teen babysitters if you need so that that's another option to consider I I think the mobile homes, I mean, I I have a sister, two sister-in-laws who've had mobile homes for years. And actually, one of them, their kids, their youngest child is 24, 25. But they would still spend half the summer down there because, one, they have such good friends down there. And two, they play golf. Mm -hmm. And uh, so they'd head down nearly every weekend in Mm -hmm. the summer. Um, So it's not even as much of a stage. You know, I think the mobile, even when your kids are grown up, you will still use it. Mm-hmm. Um, and the mobile homes nowadays, the, the new ones are amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of um, people around yeah. you, say down in Connemara, have you noticed it tends to be Irish people who have holiday homes or have you noticed any um, emergence of Dutch, English, anyone else, German? Um, there's definitely Dutch, there's German, uh, there's some Irish. Now where we are, there's not as many mobile homes. It's more locals. Um, but definitely there's uh, Dutch, German uh, and English actually would mm. be the closest around us. Right. Um, yeah. And Gail, if you were to do it again, would you would you do anything differently when it comes to that house? Um, I don't think so. Um, because I think we kind of, progressed with our usage of it it's served us really well and i think with our kids now 
with the use that they're going to get out of it in the next 10, 15 mm -hmm. years. Um, I think we'll keep it in the family definitely mm -hmm. um, and use it. Then just a final question. When it was there for sale on the market, had you any doubt as to um, the value of it? You know, let's just say for argument's sake it was 250000 and the agent was asking you for that. Did Can you remember thinking, oh, well, I can't, I won't make that offer or that's way too much. Had you got any sense of how to value it, put a proper value on it? It's different. You know, in Dublin, you've got estates, you've got a million houses that you can use as comparable evidence to get a value. And But when you were buying, did you feel in, in any doubt as to what the value of that house was? Well, I think in some ways, obviously now I am a valuer, so I would look at it completely differently. Um, funnily enough, I did know a couple of people who'd bought in the area. Um, so I had an idea of what they paid and, and I, I knew what we... what And, and the... the guy who was selling our house was not negotiating on the price at all. Mm -hmm. So having known what the others had paid, I actually felt it was a good, it was a good buy. Okay, good. Uh, so you did and have I still recent would. comparable yeah. evidence. That was useful. Yeah. So um, I, I definitely don't think, um, I don't think we got a bad deal. Oh, great. That's a nice yeah. feeling. Yeah. So, Gail, I'd love to say thank you very much and wish you very many more happy holidays in your gorgeous house. In thank you. And you'll have to see it. Yeah, yeah, will. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Did you enjoy this podcast? If so, we'd love you to subscribe to it and tell your friends, family and colleagues. In the meanwhile... If you think you'd benefit from some professional help with your next property transaction, then head over to brefneokelly.ie to see which of our three property services might be best for you. Thanks for listening. Thanks.